If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. We'll read verses 1, 2, and 6. And then we will turn to Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. Hebrews 11, verse 1 and 2. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders received witness. Verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Is somebody being called home? We'll be back after a brief intermission. Yeah. Amen. That's good. Hey. Amen. Bring the book or bring the phone. Would you if you If I was that smart, I'd have it right here and I'd tilt that down and just let it read the scripture. I'm coming. <laughs> This generation won't make it, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what page was we on? <laughs> All right, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, for the joy that was set before him endued the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You may be seated. <clears throat> our world has broken the sound barrier. I don't have to tell you that. I remember as a Younger, the first time I heard that, it sounded like double dynamite had gone off in the sky somewhere. Also, our world has broken the sin barrier. Uh, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, and it began in the garden, and it hasn't ceased yet, and it will not cease until Jesus calls the church home. I think it's time that we broke the faith barrier that we take God for who he is, for what he says he is, for what he said he will do. And the question is, some people say, well, what is faith? I, I can't see it. You have to experience it. Okay, it's not something you reach out and take a hold to your hand, but it's by faith. The Bible says it's by faith. Um, you just have to reach out. Um, somebody asked the little boy, what is faith? He said, it's believing what you know ain't so. Well, maybe so, you know. I heard the other way. An elderly person said, go ahead and believe it's going to happen so it can. Sometimes we are the link between believing and not believing, but having faith and not having faith because we just won't turn loose 
and let God. Faith is not positive thinking, okay? Um, faith is an agreement and an attitude and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I've never seen God the Father. I've never seen Jesus. But by faith, I believe and I know that they're both real people. And one day I will see both of them because I will stand before God Almighty and give an account of my life. Since I was saved up to right now, if I go right now, I'm going to give an account of my life, what I've done in this body, whether it be good or whether it be bad. The Bible says, let us run with patience. And Lynn will tell you, I don't have much of that. I mean, I'm toward empty on that. Uh, and that's my fault, okay? Uh, sometimes, sometimes you'll say, thank you for having patience with me. Well, I know I better. Run with patience. The race that is set before us. I can't run your race. You can't run mine. Now, all of us have a race to run. Some folks might say, I need to see some facts. Well, let me tell you about the facts. The greatest fact is God is in control. Whether we believe it or whether we don't believe it, whether we put our faith in him or whether we do not put our faith in him, he is in control of everything, good and bad. All things works together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose uh, and not mine. So how do we get a hold of faith? Listen, right here in this very room um, is um, sports events, World events, current events, junk. It's all right here in this room. And all we have to do is have a receiver. Uh, and we can get it. Okay, I don't usually bring this Abraham phone with me, but um, I've got it. You want to borrow one? If my life depended on getting out of here according to a smartphone, I'd be left in here, okay? It's Okay. Kenny Jordan and me were working over in Pendleton area and we needed a set of concrete steps and I said, I have no idea who to even begin to call. He pulls out the smartphone. In just a few minutes, he found some over in Easley. I said, well, let's go get them. We called, yeah, we got them. We took off over there and come back sometime along. I don't know where it was that afternoon or the next day. He said, I have lost my cell phone. He said, I, I don't know where in the world it is. I said, well, you don't have a clue? No. I said, well, let me just call it. I called it. It started ringing. I said, mark this down. Abraham found a smartphone. <laughs> <clears throat> had I not had it, hey, we might still be looking for it. But, you know, hey, it's right here. Uh, all we have to do is have a receiver. And you know what? I am and you are a receiver. And when we have received, the Bible says, freely you have received and freely you need to give it away. You've received salvation, you need to do your part. I need to do my part to lead somebody who do, does not know the Lord as their Savior. You, we need to do our part to lead them to the Lord. It's not, well, I can't do it today or I, I, I just can't bring myself to do it. You know, I don't understand how these things work. I understand it's a satellite. Well, I can't see the satellite, can you? So I just trust it's up there and I trust it's gonna come in just right. Uh, the thing that's tore up at our house now is, uh, is the 
Station 21 Fox, and, and you know it's getting close to somebody going to kick off, and if, if we don't have on the kickoff, somebody's going to get kicked off. <laughs> and they're not only going to get kicked off, they're going to be ticked off. But, uh, you know, I heard this little statement. Pray and believe, and it will, and you will receive. Pray and doubt, and do without. Why pray if you're going to doubt? We pray, and then we don't, we don't believe. The prayer that gets to heaven starts in heaven. We, we pray the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we are the receiver. We are the link. Uh, between heaven and earth for the lost. We're it. Uh, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the job that the Lord left us uh, to do. By faith, we give God pleasure, and by faith, he gives us treasure. I want to just share with you four little simple things about uh, steps to vital faith, okay? Real simple. First of all, we need to be saturated with the word of God. In uh, Psalm 119, 11, simply says, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against God. The promises in this book, uh, they're not a, a motto to be hung on the wall, but it's the word of God that we need to hide in our hearts. Uh, you know, they could come a day, y'all. I, I, I hope not, but they could come a day when, they, when our houses are being opened up and every copy of the Word of God is taken out. What are we going to do? All we're going to have then is what we have put to memory, what we have put to trust God with. So that's why thy Word is a good thing. Have I hidden my heart is a good place to put it. That I might not sin against God is a good reason to put it in there. Because every time we think about sin, we think about, well, what would God say? What would he think if he, if he knew? Well, let me tell you something. He does know. Romans 1.17 says, faith uh, cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It was the word of God that has drawn us. The Bible says unless the spirit of God draws us, there's no reason to come to God. Unless the spirit of God draws us, there's no reason to answer the call. I'm thankful that God had patience with me until I answered his call. Um, what, what do we do when we just read the Bible? We just read it and close it. Sometimes we do, and we don't have a clue what we read. Five minutes after, I don't remember what I read. You know, it's, it's embarrassing for us to know that, that we've, we've thought enough to read the Word, but we haven't thought enough to think about what we've read and to take it with us that day to be used. God's Word is to be used, okay? Not abused, but used and to share with others. So, you know, not only do we need to be saturated with the word, but secondly, we need to be separated uh, from sin. Uh, chapter 12, verse 1, wherefore, here's the reason. Uh, we're, we're circled, we're encompassed about with a great cloud of witnesses. Somebody's watching us, and that's why we need to lay aside. We need to get rid of, we need to identify, uh, we need to acknowledge by faith what's going on in our life that might 
be, bring harm to us or harm to our family or harm to our church. He says, let us lay aside every weight, every encumbrance, encumbrance every hindrance, everything that prods us to do wrong things. Let us lay aside uh, every weight and the sin. That's a horrible thing. Sin is horrible. The Bible says when sin is finished, brings forth death. Okay which doth so easily beset us. And then there it is. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Be separated from sin. Lay aside those weights, those things that, that, that stirs up things within our heart, okay? Um, somebody who might have abused or mistreated you and you have hatred in you. I'll tell you something, it ain't gonna get no better until you get it settled. You know, they may not ever, never come and ask you to forgive them. But you need to go ahead and forgive them. Forgive them. Get, on, get past that because that, that simple little thing, uh, you know, something was in my shoe. Every time I walk, it was moving. And I'm thinking, this, I can't keep walking. I to sit down. I took my shoe off, dumped it, couldn't find a thing. Felt in my sock, there it was. This thing had to be smaller than a turnip seed. But it was poking in my heel. It was hindering my walk. So it don't have to be a big thing. It can be something uh, little. Uh, and sometimes it's that sin. Uh, so, you know, we, we, just, we just have to be careful when we come along these things because... Uh, steps to vital faith. I want that. I want you to have that. Not only be saturated with the word, with the word and separated uh, uh, from sin, but thirdly, be dedicated to the Savior. Because in verse 2 of chapter 12, it says, looking unto Jesus. Is there anybody else we need to look to? I'm not discounting our elderly uh, for, uh, for the young people. Uh, I'm not discounting the elderly. I'm not discounting those who are over us, those who are in charge. But we need to look to Jesus, and here's the reason. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He's the one that started that faith through the Holy Spirit of God in my life, and he will be the finisher of it. Where I will finish, I have no idea. I cannot even see the finish line, okay? I don't see the finish line in this world, but that finish line is out there somewhere. Faith is a byproduct of seeing Jesus through faith and going on one day to see him. The Bible says face to face. We shall know him. We shall be just like him. And John 14, verse 1 says, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, Jesus said, well, just, why don't you believe in me? You know, they didn't believe in him when he was here. Very few believed in him. Very few followed him. And those who followed him all but turned against him at the end. The Bible says he came to his own and he, even his own uh, refused to accept him. Faith is trusting God. Um, we just had to look to Jesus. Um, Listen to this. When we love him, we'll trust him. And you think about it. Hey, well, I love God, but do you trust him? And when we trust him, we'll obey him. 
So think about it. When you love him, you'll trust him. When you trust him, you'll obey him. And I, I've discovered in my own life, obeying's the best policy. It may not be what I want. It might be what I cannot see. But it's the best policy. And when we obey him, according to the Bible, we will be blessed. Blessed. Uh, God sends blessings. And also he can turn that around if we're not wanting to cooperate. Why? Because we're his children. We reward our children for being obedient. What do we do when they are not obedient? Some parents give in. Well, I told them I'd do this. I can still see this scene in Walmart, which I don't like to go to. This little boy wanted a toy. He done picked it out. He done put it in the buggy. The mama took it out and put it back on the shelf. He picked it up. He put it back in the buggy. That went on about three or four times. Finally, she said, I said, no, I mean no. The next thing that happened, I wish I had it on video. Because he acted like some of us adults. He laid down in the floor. He started screaming and a-kicking. She tried to get him up and hold on to her buggy, and I tried to hide. <laughs> Finally, I'm not teasing, she is dragging him by the arm, and him a-kicking and a-screaming. You know what I'd have done? I'd have left him laying there. You know, God, I feel like God feels that way toward me sometime. I'm just going to leave you laying there till you quit your kicking and you quit your whining, then I'll come back for you. You know, it's, uh, it's childish things of what we do sometimes. So, steps to vital faith, be saturated with the word, separated from sin, be dedicated to the Savior. But last of all, and I like this part, be activated by the Spirit. Activated. Uh, because verse 1 of chapter 12 says we, people are watching us and how we act and how we perform and how we accept trouble and how we accept blessings. Uh, be activated by the Spirit. The Spirit is our guide. The Spirit is also our guard. And when I think about that, you see, He'll guide us. The Bible says He will guide us into all truth, not lies. The Spirit is because He stands for the truth. If it wasn't for the truth, and that is Jesus, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man's gonna come to me, no man's gonna follow me unless he has accepted me as his Lord, as his Savior, and do what I ask him to do, proves to me that he loves me. He will guard us through all of this life. <laughs> Jesus said, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of this life and you know the end of this life's coming I think about many of our precious people who did sit here who was saved and has gone on I know you know where their body is asleep and I think about what are they doing in heaven 
I think about the thief on the cross when Jesus said, you can be with me today in paradise. He may have never heard of paradise. Certainly he hadn't been there, but he had enough sense to know, hey, this is the one that can take care of me, even though I'm guilty and I'm dying for my sin. He took care of him. He took him with him uh, when he left. He'll guard us through all this life. You see, it's through the Spirit of God. Listen. It's through the Spirit of God that we receive instructions um, as God's child. I, I remember my daddy, who sometime, beginning of the week, he said, now this is what I'd like to get done this week. And he did not discount homework. Okay, that had to come first, but here's what I want all done by the end of the week, and I would bust my honey to get it all done way before the end of the week because I wanted to prowl on Friday night. I had a motorcycle and the Anderson Speedway was in walking distance and I didn't want anything getting in that way. And sometimes it did and now did I ever feel bad because I hadn't done what I was told to do. On Saturday, I made sure that the grass got cut, and then I would report to the authority. Daddy, is there anything else you need me to do? No, son, you done good. Thank you. Got a straddle of that motorcycle, and away I'd go. I was free because I had obeyed and done the work that was set before me. Can you imagine being terribly sick, having trouble breathing, knowing that the end is right around the corner and to leave this world choking and breathing in heavenly air. I can't imagine. I just cannot imagine. The Spirit of God is waiting. He's already there to, to, uh, to guide us and to guard us and to give us what we need. So why don't we... Um, Saturate ourselves with the word every morning. Read God's word. And do our best during the day because sin's coming. You mark it down. Temptations are coming. It's not a sin to be tempted. It's a sin when we give in to it. And we need to be separated uh, from sin. And, and, and through our walk, we need to be dedicated to the Savior so that we can be activated uh, by the Spirit of God. And he's promised. I love the promise. I'll never leave you. And neither will I forsake you. I will be there for you. All the way to the end, he says. Father, I thank you for your word. Thank you for giving us the uh, want to, to read your word and to, to, to think about what we're doing before we do it. Think about what we might want to say before we say it. Listening to what we hear. Lord, I, I just pray that you'd guard my eyes, my tongue, that I might be a better receiver of what you have, that I'd be willing to share with those that I, I come in contact with. Lord, I just pray for those new prayer requests tonight. You know each one's needs. I thank you for these, our people who have come tonight. Lord, bless them mightily for being faithful 
to your house. Lord, we'll thank you for all that you do for us, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.